Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100%, fuck yeah. Join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going. And at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned. This is not your grandma's podcast. So Aaron, I, um, I appreciate your support here. This is a, an interesting experience for me. Like I, I am just present to like, okay, this isn't how it normally goes. You know, like that human stuff, right? I'm like, okay, like it's weird. Wakefield's not here. David's not here. We have no guest. It's like the pressure's on. <laughs> like what's that about, right? So I think what I'm going to do on this podcast, like is I'm going to, um, I'm going to, Telling myself a little bit with a few things. Okay. Telling myself, talk about some things that I'm uncomfortable with. Talk about some areas in my life that I haven't taken action in. Talk about some things that I'm committed to creating because I know that I can share this podcast with some people. This is like selfish. This is me coaching myself and putting some shit out there about myself that obviously will make a difference for other people because we all have shit that we're not taking on in our life that we want to take on. But I'm going to... uh, telling myself a little bit and then I'll share this podcast with some people that I refer to as committed listeners, people who listen to you like from who you say you are and not your bullshit. And, uh, they'll call me out for sure. Like, so how's that stand up comedy going, bud? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When am I going to see you at an open mic night? I'll be there, you know, like, like that. I'll be heckling you. So, um, that's kind of a little bit of my plan and then just to sort of see where it flows and what happens. Sounds good. Welcome to the Just Life Podcast, episode 57 or 56. 56. We confirmed episode 56. So this is a little bit different. Um, I'm feeling like the body sensations and the tingling. I'm really excited right now, but I also feel like I always feel like the podcast is live. Actually, I used to feel like the podcast was like being live streamed or something, but right, and that kind of went away when I got used to everything, cameras being on, all that. But right now I'm present to feeling like it's live streamed. You know what I mean? Like, okay, God, this has got to be good. It's got to be entertaining. People are listening right now. Like nobody's listening. <laughs> but that's the thing. Whenever you get a microphone in front of your face or people's faces, it's that, that panic of, it's the same thing with a video camera. Like if, I don't know if you've ever had like a live news thing or been in like a news spot where they're interviewing you on the street. Right, right, right. Most people, as soon as that camera gets on them, they're like, yeah, like, uh, like I've done I've done Facebook lives. I've done like, I've haven't actually been in That's kind of interesting because that probably would kind of be like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I haven't, I, what I do before I do like a Facebook live or something is I'll just kind of just like take a couple deep breaths and just, okay, okay so get, just get grounded. What is it that I'm going to talk about? Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about that. And then I've really tried to um, focus on the camera as like a human. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just talking to a person. That's all that is. It's, I don't have to be weird and you know what I mean? But, I, but it, sometimes you forget and then all of a sudden you're like in your head and you're listening to what you're saying and you know what I mean? You're totally not with the other person. So um, anyway, so the reason why this is different and I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm feeling all of those things is because you haven't heard from my compadres yet. I'm here by myself and with Aaron. Aaron is normally like off camera and not speaking and now yeah i've upgraded from being in the corner to actually at the table it's a it's a big life change i'm just getting used to it (laughs) i'm getting used to it stepping into it slowly yeah uh, Uh, this chair has padding on the back now as well instead of just underneath my bottom so that's almost like if this were a real job that'd be like a raise yeah Climbing the corporate ladder at the Just Life. That's right. It's it's a slow go, boys. (laughs) Yeah, so um, just here and um, on my own and just committed to keeping the momentum going with the podcast. And, um, you know, we know that we have some people out there who actually rely on our content and they listen to us loyally and they write in. And uh, I just want to take a minute to say hi to everybody and, and thank you all for listening because um, 
you know, I might get a little touchy feely on this podcast. I have a tendency to do that. That's who I am. And I'm just really grateful for the fact that people listen to this podcast and get something out of it. And then you run into them and they share that with you, or you hear from them on a comment or, or an email. It's kind of uh, surreal. It's sort of like, wow, you know, cause I don't know about anybody listening, but sometimes I feel like I'm not special. I'm just Vern, you know, and for me to get onto a podcast and someone to listen and actually make a difference, like I'd have to be like, wouldn't I have to be like Tony Robbins or wouldn't I have to be like, you know what I mean? Someone like Jack Canfield or somebody like vision. Like I have to be someone who's like a big deal and they're out there and it's so easy to forget. I do this all the time and I'm even present to it right now. Like you forget that those are just humans who took certain actions and they produced certain results. Like, it's really actually that simple, even though, you know, that could have been 20 or 30 years or 10 years or two years. Like it's just people who are committed to something who put structures in place so that they could stay accountable for it. They took actions consistently and then they produced a result, right? There was a, um, I was a person, well, two years ago that thought about, I just started listening to podcasts, wasn't into podcasting yet. And I thought, I look and I go, holy shit, 200 episodes or 100 episodes or 50 episodes or 300 episodes. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I'm like, how do you even create a podcast, let alone being someone who's like consistently podcasting? So all that happened was I had a conversation with David and that's what we kind of do sometimes. David's the type of guy that... um gets things done like he can whether he's doing it or he you know like he i'm talking back to aaron now like he'll push things into people's space and be like and i don't mean push like pressure or whatever he has a way of doing it that is assertive and empowering does that is that yeah do you you feel that like he doesn't he's not bossy about how he uh, manages a project so what happened was i don't know did i ever tell you this story like how this podcast got created no I think, I don't know if we've shared it on the podcast before or not, but, um, Maya and I, David's wife, which is hilarious. So this is the kind of relationship we have and the life we live. Maya and I actually went to, um, well, Vancouver or Surrey together for, I think a weekend, four or five days. We went to, uh, like a personal development, business development event and, um, there was actually another girl stay. We all stayed in a room together. It was like so funny. It was like the most PG boring, complete opposite thing that you would like fantasize about being in a room with two attractive women. It was like boring. No, <laughs> no, they were great company, but uh, it wasn't any of the fancy stuff. But anyways, um, so yeah, we all, so we stayed together and that was cool. And we went to this event and um, there was a guy there by the name of Sam Crowley. Maybe we can tag, I don't know how that stuff works, but maybe we can tag him or something, but by a guy by the name of Sam Crowley. And, um, he actually, this is so funny how these things work. Um, I'm trying to remember the speaker. So they had all these speakers and a big, you know, bunch of people there. Of course they had products and different things they were selling, but there was coaches and podcasts like this guy, Sam Crowley. He's a, he's a coach, but he's also, he's a big podcaster. That's how he built his business. And that's what he coaches a lot of his people. It's like, Hey, what's your podcast going to be about? What's your podcast going to be about? So I, at this point, 2015, like I'm so out of the loop for a guy my age. Like I I still didn't even, podcasts have been around for like 10 or 12 years. I still didn't even know what the fuck a podcast was. I'm like, what? I keep hearing this. Like, what is a podcast? And my old paradigm would be like, do nothing about it. Like just sit in the unknown. Like, what is this podcast thing? And almost get like frustrated. Like, how ridiculous is that? Just like making fun of myself right now. Like, that's how I'd be. Like, oh, I hear this stuff about podcasts. I don't get it. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing about it? (laughs) You know, if you don't get something and you want to, you could be frustrated or you can take an action. Anyway, so that was kind of how my world occurred at the time. And so um, Sam Crowley, I believe, if I remember correctly, he showed up at this event from Cleveland with like 24 or 48 hours, maybe it was a week, I don't know, but that much notice. Because another person, I think they got ill or something happened and he filled in for somebody. So he shows up, huge energy, but like authentic. 
Like he was just, you could just tell that he was like just alive and lit up by being on the stage and like almost one of those dudes that is humble to the point where he's like this, I cannot believe this is my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. We all want that. So he's up there and he's like, he has this podcast that he started in like 2004 called the Everyday Everyday is Saturday Show. And this is pretty uh, heartfelt or touching to me because the reason why he called it that is because he said, you know, his daughter would always ask him, hey, dad, is today Saturday? Is today Saturday? Because that was the only day that he saw his kids or his daughter at the time. I can't remember how many kids he had. And he was just like, I'm done with this. Like he was working at a, at a call center or something, like one of the big American telecom companies or something. And he was just like, I'm done, man. Like, this is crazy. I'm working 80 hours a week. I'm stressed out. I don't see my kids. And she's asking me like, is every, is today Saturday? So he created this thing called the Everyday Saturday Show. And he didn't even, he, the way he describes it is I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just knew that I wanted to create something. And there must be some other people out there who want every day to be Saturday. So let's talk about it. So anyway, that was a long time ago. And so now he's just like, hey, I'm here to tell you guys that you could create a podcast and make money about anything. So he starts telling all these stories about people he's helped. He goes, oh, there's these three women at this one place who they literally talk about shit. And we're like, what? And he goes, well, let me add a little context type of thing. But really what it was is these women, they're moms, and they talk about like diapers and babies and, and shit. <laughs> right? And they have like hundred thousand downloads or something and he's like they're making money and they have sponsors and all this and i'm still sitting in the crowd being like what the hell is a podcast and another thing that i want to point out because this is just i find it interesting i'm thinking about my own growth and development uh and just the the human being not being present to things i'm, I'm actually in the uh crowd and he was telling jokes and doing his his thing and I actually interrupted him and he handled it like a champ an absolute champ and I just really was not present to the impact at all you know what I mean I still kind of think about it so what happened was something like he told a joke and I think he got the line uh, different than how I had heard it in the past so I yelled out what it was and then he turned and he's like Oh, hey, partner. Where are you from? Like, what's your deal? Because it's kind of like a heckler at a comedy show, mm -hmm. right? So he needed to deal with me because otherwise I probably would have kept that going all throughout the, his time and not even being present to it at all. I was being a dick and I didn't realize I was being an asshole because I said something, um, you know, innocent. And then he turned and said, oh, hey, partner, who are you? Where are you from? Da, da, da. And then we ended up kind of having this banter back and forth. And uh, like, it, again, totally gentle and all that. And then, um, and then there was a joke and everyone kind of laughed. And then he just turned to the crowd and he put his hands in his hips and he was just like, ah. so how far off the rails do you guys think we are at this point? Right. And I just kind of laughed because I thought that was a joke. And I was like, oh yeah. And at the time, totally not present to interrupting him and having a big impact on his, like, this is his life. This is his business. This is his. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unreal. But anyways, um, not making that mean anything. Point is, is he kept, throughout the show, is he kept, he'd point, who wants, okay, who wants to tell me what your podcast is about? What's your purpose? What are you up to? And uh, people were all like, you know, nervous and okay, like, I'll raise my hand. And then someone would run over and bring them a mic. And what's your podcast going to be about? And people would stand up and, you know, basically tell their purpose or what they're up to. Oh, that's great. That's your podcast. Awesome. So um, Maya and I, after this was all done, as we were like, you know, kind of murmuring about podcast, podcast, podcast. Mm -hmm. And then um, when we finally came back, I told David about it. And we all had a conversation about it. And we actually started to try out and fumble through this weird like video cast that we we're going to do. And it was like David and Maya and I, and, and we're like sitting at the table and the camera's like right in front of us. And we're all like trying to squeezing the camera and just being really like awkward and weird and like not knowing what we're doing or why we're doing it. But just knowing that ultimately what it is, is it's people who want to create something with their life and they want to make a difference for other people such that those people get out of life what they want to get too, right? We all want to be happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I think is we all want to be happy, whatever that is for you. And I feel like what happens is we all like, deny ourselves or discount the value that we could actually add and then we discount like our capabilities because i don't know about you but i think about running a marathon 
and I think, oh, I'm not capable of doing that. I'm way out of shape and I can't do that. Well, that's actually not true. What's true is I couldn't do that today. Or if I did, I'd probably like die at the end or whatever, right? Like I, it would, it would, you know, it would have a real impact on my physical well-being probably if I had to push through something like that. But the point is I'm not in shape to do that. And it doesn't mean I can't run a marathon. But what we do is we go, oh, well, who am I? Like, I can't, you know, what am I going to do? Like be a motivational speaker? Like, no, you don't have to be a motivational speaker. You don't have to be anything. You can just go and live your life and create what it is you want to create like one step at a time. And just by virtue of, of what I've noticed is just by virtue of being that, like taking that on and creating a life for yourself that you love, even if you don't intentionally share it with people or uh, coach people on it or anything, I'm not a coach, but it's like infectious. You know, people notice cause it's like, they're used to seeing you a certain way. They're used to, um, well, seeing you a certain way, hearing you a certain way, being exposed to a certain way of being that you have. So then there's like, when there's an obvious shift, people get curious and I'm like, what's that about? What's up with that? You know what I mean? And then it's inspiring. At least it is for me. When I see people posting their videos, like my buddy, actually I'll, I'll do a shout out to my, uh, uh, a veteran friend of mine, my friend, Pat, he's, uh, like, I think he's going into some kind of, a fitness competition or something but he looks he's like jacked he was on my instagram and he's doing like all this crossfit stuff and he looks really good i was like wow because i know a couple years ago he stopped drinking and this is after him dealing with all kinds of you know trauma and ptsd and all these kinds of things and his life was like kind of spiraling out of control and he's like he's dialed in he's focused on something and that's having his life work right so it's it's inspiring because i was like wow dude that's awesome um anyway circle so circle back um so we, we tried this awkward, weird thing. And then basically the podcast was something that we were interested in and thought about and talked about and fumbled around a couple of times for like, probably like a year, you know what I mean? And, and, and it was, I can't remember the exact like switch, but it was, we just kept talking about it. And, and eventually it was like, something got really clear that it was like, okay, it's time. Let's create a podcast. And what's hilarious about it is I'm pretty sure David had that, that one, is it a Yeti? He had that one boom mic that we first used. I think, yeah, it's a, a Yeti uh, mic. Yeah. He had that already. And then one day we just, yeah, we just sat down and we we're like, okay, let's do this. And we just figured out Podbean. I think that's where we first started on. And we just sat down and created this conversation and have no idea what we're doing and fumbling around about it. And, um, and yeah, like I said, this podcast would not actually have happened if I didn't plant that seed with David. And if he didn't, if he wasn't the, the driver, you know, and I have a whole bunch of story and a crap around it, like around technology. And I don't understand these things. Like that's, that's the things that I would use to take me out from, from creating a podcast. And what I'm really getting present to in my life right now is I don't have to know how to create and produce and, and a podcast. I don't have to know how to do that to create a podcast. I don't have to know how to, you know, I don't have to be a personal trainer to get fit. I could go and talk to a personal trainer or go on YouTube or to create a podcast. I can, well, I mean, David didn't know how to create a podcast, but he had different tools and skill sets that I didn't have. Right. So you can actually create things if you share it, like what we're doing on the podcast. Like that's the thing is like what Wakefield talks about. Everything exists in language. If I keep inside of me, oh, I really want to create this podcast. Nothing's ever going to happen. And then I might try it on my own. And I'll get frustrated and broke down and I'll keep bumping up the things against the things that I don't understand. And then it won't happen. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that people can't do things on their own, but it just makes a world of difference. If you just go, Oh man, I want to create a podcast, but I don't really know anything about it. And it's super uncomfortable. Oh, and then all of a sudden that creates something right in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that's why we're here. That's how we got here. Um, did you know that? You didn't know that? I hadn't heard the full story before. Um, I've heard, you know, bits and pieces of it. It's just, that's like now 
like binge watching the story instead of you know catching the odd episode here and there and trying to piece it together yeah 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 so that's yeah it's it's funny because um when we first started you go through and you're weird and awkward and we didn't know you know what we we're doing or what we we're trying to create but we knew we wanted to make a difference and we did like a section of episodes that were like had topics and that was so hard. It was so weird because it's so it's super forced, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about, oh, let's talk about accountability this week. Okay, well, what the, you know, and then you're trying to generate some conversation that's, you know, unless you do a whole bunch of prep ahead of time and, and script it, it doesn't really land because you're forcing it. And we wanted to have like this authentic conversation created from nothing, but then you tra- you, you strap a topic to it. Well, that doesn't really work. Right? Yeah, because you, you get like two paradigms. You don't have that common thread then naturally running through the entire conversation. You're trying to sew it in there. That's right. After the fact, kind of thing. Totally, totally. So that's you know our first kind of half. And then what happened was you start getting to the point where we're now producing it on a different bunch of different channels. And this is what happens when you take on something that's really fun and exciting. Then you you start getting present to oh, there's some work here. Oh, and then when the work starts showing up, it stops being fun. So fortunately for me and and for David, who we are for each other, we were able to like stop because it was probably like, I'm just guessing, but it was probably like episode between episode, like, I don't know, 13, 14 up to like episode 18, 19, where they were just really grueling. You know, when we were missing some podcasts and lots of space in between and to produce them and get them out was taking longer and David was doing a bulk of the work and like there was just, so then we had to actually check in and I kind of felt lost and confused inside of all of it. So then we had to check in, I think it was episode 20 and it's like working it out, it's working it out part two because working it out was part one. Hey, we don't know what we're doing, but we're having a conversation and then Number 20 was a conversation, actually. I should listen to that episode again where David and I were literally sitting face to face and having a conversation and being kind of like, okay, man, like, what is this about? And what are we creating? And what are we committing to? Is this our last podcast? Or are we fucking doing something here? Okay, now what is it going to take? What are we actually committed to? Because I heard a long time ago, have you ever heard of a guy by the name of John Asaraf? Not that I can recall. John Astaroff is, uh, he was on the movie The Secret. He uh, is, uh, I believe where he, where he got really wealthy and well-known was through uh, real estate. And I think he owned or had a, had a lot to do with um, Remax real estate. I think it's Remax, like blew that up across the States. And he's actually from Montreal, I believe. Anyway, um, I remember watching some videos like 10 years ago. Uh, and he talked about the difference between being interested in something and being committed to something. He goes, you know, a lot of people want to do things. A lot of people are interested in things like, you know, you're interested in getting physically healthy. You're interested in becoming wealthy. You're, you're interested in having really good relationships. You're interested in developing yourself. And he goes, And then some people are just really committed to things. So what I find is that when you're interested in things, you allow life circumstances and situations and limitations to stop you. You allow them to get in your way and prevent you from taking the actions you need to take to get the thing that you're, you want or you're interested in because, but when you're committed to something, what you actually do is you remove all of the barriers and the limitations and the things that get in your way. And when I heard that, it landed and hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I proceeded to do nothing about it <laughs> at the time. But but that actually stuck with me. And and then I you know obviously did a other personal development work and different things later where the you know commitment just always comes up. The word commitment. What are you actually committed to and what are you out to cause? So that's the conversation we had, like on episode 20, it was pretty cool and confronting. And now here we are, episode 57, Six. 56. Why do I have 57 in my head? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So this is episode 56. <laughs> Weird. Anyways. Um, yeah. Episode 56. And it's like, things are being created. Things are happening. 
I don't even know, like, you know, David and I did, did a lot of work around mission, vision, and values and creating something with the podcast, realizing we're creating like a culture here, creating something more than a podcast. We're creating access for people, right? Creating like possibility. And we've got these like really cool designs and posters and right. We've got Aaron who crushes it and produces awesome content and helps us with our sound and all that kind of stuff. And Wakefield, right? We have people who are you know, here that see something for themselves that want to create something. Is that kind of what you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're creating like a team and creating some magic and a, and a platform. So, um, I'm actually present to some nerves right now because I want to share some things and I'm uncomfortable. Okay. You know what I mean? It's so funny. So, one of the things that I think humans in general deal with, um, but I'm a, I'm a man or so they call me and, uh, I'm going to share it from my perspective cause I have no idea what it's like to be a woman or a girl. Um, I know it's far different than what it's like to be a man. And I know that I think that we both males and females and everything in between, I think we take for granted what it's like to be the other, you know, cause you don't get me, you know what I mean? You don't know what it's like, you know what I'm saying? Um, or what are you talking about? You got it so easy. This is what it's like for you. I have no fucking idea what it's like for you. Do you know what I mean? But we like pretend like we do. It's hilarious. Um, so as a man, one of the things that I, I, um, am committed to creating comfort around is really like sharing myself vulnerably sharing myself in a way that people really get me and get that I have feelings and get that I have things that I care about and that I'm dealing with and that I'm uh, afraid of and I'm, and I'm shifting my word. You're going to hear me say uncomfortable a lot because my friend Heather, God bless you. I love you. Um, I would talk about things that I want to do like this conversation and I would say, and I find it like really terrifying or it really scares me. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I totally get it, man. And I just acknowledge you for like, you know, sharing that stuff and actually putting it out there. And she said, I just want you to get you present to your language. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, what's the image you're creating when you think of being terrified? And I'm like, yeah. So now I think about being vulnerable and getting on a stage and it's terrifying. Well, terrifying is not really an empowering context, you know, <laughs> not so much. Yeah. But uncomfortable, that's different, right? Mm -hmm. That chair is a little uncomfortable. Maybe this chair is a little uncomfortable, whatever. Uncomfortable is not terrifying. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So, um, I'm committed to, 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 I don't know if you can shift the discomfort, but I'm committed to, um, being more comfortable with being uncomfortable. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the things is just like just sharing my feelings and sharing my vulnerabilities because I don't know about you, but, uh, when I was growing up, I would hear a lot of things like, don't be this, like, pardon my French, but don't, don't be a pussy. Like that's one of the things you'd hear, right? Did you hear that growing up? Yeah. Don't be a pussy. Whatever the fuck that means. Oh man, grow a set of balls. Um, put the purse down. Um, boys don't cry. Oh, are you a little girl? Only little girls cry, right? Yeah. Be a man. Okay, you're five years old. You're like, whatever the fuck just happened. And then you hear, whether it doesn't matter if it's your older cousin or your dad or, you know what I mean? Like, because when you're a kid, you're just little and you just are a kid and you're, I don't want to say helpless, but you're innocent. Yes. And you just think anything's possible and the world is great and everyone loves you. And then because someone else is dealing with something or because of something from their past, they react to how you're being and now you're a pussy or, you know what I mean? And you're a little kid and you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, but you just, what starts to happen is, oh, I see. So me being, my emotions are not, it's, that's not okay. Okay. Then you like, boom, one layer goes, one layer goes over your heart. And then something else happens. Oh, and another layer goes over your heart and then another layer. And by the time we don't, I don't think that men 
are even present to how pervasive and how effective we have been trained. Like when you start getting present, gentlemen, when you start getting present to your emotions and your feelings, um, dig down about 10 or 12 more layers and you might find something real, you know, because what I don't know about you listeners, but when I get, um, threatened or vulnerable or uncomfortable, my old paradigm, like, like, like a fucking well-oiled machine, I feel afraid or I feel sad. And my, my mechanism is like that shifts to anger and frustration and rage. So fucking quick. It's as if the other emotions don't exist. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what emotion are you present to? What emotions do you have? Oh, just anger. Oh, I just get angry a lot. Oh, really? Okay, cool. What else? No, man, that's just how I deal with shit. I just get like, I've literally had these conversations with people like men. They don't, it really takes something to be like, Oh, I guess I was a little sad. Oh, tell me more about that. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm saying all of this preamble to say that, um, I'm just getting present. To, it's, it's okay to have emotions, right? It actually makes your life work better. People realize you're a human. You get other people easier. You can connect with women. You can connect with our boys, like I have a son, right? And I know that I am much of the way that I am because of the things that I saw and the things that I heard from other men in my life, particularly my dad or, um, yeah, my dad, my uncles, right? How do you deal with shit? I saw a lot of drinking. I saw a lot of fighting. I saw a lot of anger and I'm not making it like my growing up was like super abusive and like all that. I'm just saying like how it was, was there was guys and men and people around. That's how they dealt with shit. It wasn't like, you know, they were getting after stuff and all that. The good, the one good thing that I will hand to my dad is that he always told me that he loved me. He always hugged me. And, um, he, he, he made, he, he made it okay to say, I love you. Like, it's okay. Like, that's one thing that was present, which is great. Cause I actually heard a guy a couple weeks ago share about how when he was growing up, you know, he never, ever hardly hugged his dad or said, I love you. Because the way his dad was trained was if you say, I love you, especially to another man, you're gay. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being gay, but he thought there was something wrong with being gay. So that means if you say you love, I love you, even if it's to a woman, like if you show, basically if you show emotion, you show feeling, you're gay, right? And then he said, and gay people, this is what he said, gay people need to be dealt with. Like that's what his dad would say. Like, in other words, it's wrong, it's bad. It's just like, wow. So now there's this man walking around with this little boy inside of him who thinks I can't tell people I love them because... If I do, then that means I'm gay. And if I'm gay, then that means I'm bad and wrong, or I'm going to get hurt or someone's going to hurt me or kill me or whatever. You know what I mean? So there's all that going on. And meanwhile, here you are in traffic on your way to your job. It's like, what the fuck, man? And, and the, the, what I'm getting at here is none of us talk about this shit. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. How, how many times, and this might not be your experience, Aaron, but I, I just want people to listen to how many times growing up as a teenager or as a young man, have you been who you've been construction guy, whatever it is, maybe you're a fighter, maybe you're just a regular Joe, but it's like, you're a dude, right? And you get drunk up and you're hanging with your buddies and you're having a good time. And it's like, I love you, man. I love you, brother. Right. Because that's what we all joke about. The fact that men turn into these, either, either you're in rage and you want to fight somebody or, or you're having a good time with your buddies and you just want to hug and you want to tell them that you love them and you want to tell them to tell you, you know what I mean? It's so funny because we have those moments when we've got that, that aid, right? But what shows up in, at that time, a lot of times is, is the real shit that's been, you know, piled inside of you for years and years and years. And it's fucking sad. Makes me sad, man. Because I, I had a conversation with my friend, Mike, who I, you, you're familiar with my buddy, Mike, right? Uh, In the long-term care. Did we talk about that? Um, I remember hearing about him with the, uh, who wants your problems episode. 
Oh yeah, who wants your problems? Right. I talked to him about that. That's a really good perspective. I can't remember where that got put on the table for me, but man, when you, okay, I want you guys to, I want you guys to listen to this. <laughs> whatever you might be in a good mood, you might be in a bad mood, but whatever complaints you have in your life, whatever you're present to right now, whatever is not working. Okay. You got it. Thinking about it, your boss, communication with your wife or your living situation, how much money you make, whatever. Now, I want you to think about whose problems you'd like to have. Because those are some problems you got, right? You got some issues. You got some things you're dealing with. Well, do you think that whatever life you want to have or fantasize about, or if you had a magic wand, you could create it? Do you think that your problems, like problems, are going to go away? Breakdowns, issues, people dying, people, right? In your life? Do you... Aaron, because you're here, dude, well, like problems wouldn't go away, right? Well, those specific problems might go away, right, but you're right. still going to have problems. Bingo. Exactly. So that's the point, right? Some people have a problem of like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money, right? But some people are like, oh my gosh, I have too much money. I don't know what to do with it. Or I don't, I actually don't want all this money. Like there's people who have money and it's a fucking burden for them. Mm-hmm. So that's the point. The point is, is whose problems do you want to have? And... An empowering context is there are people walking around that would literally fucking kill for your problems. And I actually don't care where you're at, what you're doing as bad as you got it. I promise you someone's got it worse and somebody wants your problems. So that's the conversation I had with Mike. This is a few months. Thanks for putting that on the table. Like I asked him, I said, so buddy, who wants your problems? And he goes, nobody. And I said, okay, cool. Let's talk about that. So the only, because the person who brought this up, I can't remember where it was, but they were like in a, in a dire straight situation, but then they got present to like, oh, there's other people. Cause the thing is, is like my friend, Mike, he has a brain injury, right? He's a hundred percent dependent on other people. His body's all, um, I believe that he can do rehab and get it back. Right. But his body's all tight and shit. And he's all like, his muscles are all cramped and all this stuff. Cause he hasn't used it in so long. Right. So he's been, he's been in the long-term care for like, for like four years. But in those four years, he slowly made, well, if you look at where he was like in a coma, like eyes rolled back in his head, like going to die for like two months. Like he was, and then they told us, oh, he's going to be a vegetable. Like that's, this is what you see is what you get. And da, 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 da. fast forward to now where he can start to like, he can force, he can force his arms out and he just needs help. He needs rehab. He needs all these things, right? He can recover. And what he wants to do is he wants to make a difference for young people and, and just people in general. Like, hey, make better decisions. Look what happened to me. I was a fucking asshole and I, and I didn't share my shit. That's why he's there. He's there because he was an alcoholic. And he's totally cool with me sharing this, by the way. This is what he's up to. But he was there because he was an alcoholic and nobody fucking knew. Well, actually, maybe people did know or, or whatever, but I didn't actually know. We always made a big joke like, oh, yeah, Mikey, he's always got beers. He's got a couple beers with him. He was a functioning guy. You would never know if he had one or ten. And I didn't know that he was suffering. I didn't know that he was suffering. That's the thing. He's my best friend. I thought we knew each other. We knew each other at the time for like 15, 16 years. I used to share everything. He was like, we were good together because... He listened, I talked and I didn't realize that I thought when I would share things about myself, I thought that that was like cathartic. Like I thought that that was us getting connected, but really it was perfect for him because he's like, yeah, keep talking, buddy. I'll just sit here and listen and suffer. And so that's what we do. So he suffered in silence. And then when, uh, when he made the fatal error of or not fatal, but when he made the error of being with a, a person who re- will be unmentioned, the, an old friend came into his life and he, and Mike was already drinking. So what happened was, is, uh, the guy came over, it was just the two of them. And Mike, um, thought it was a good idea to like snort a big line of what he thought was cocaine, but it was a bunch of other shit. And it could have been that fentanyl. It could have been who knows what, right. But he, he but anyway, so that really fucked him up. And what happened was he wasn't with people that you can trust and rely on. So he passed out and he ended up being passed out on the floor or on the couch or whatever for like, he didn't end up in the hospital for like almost 24 hours later. 
So he he and he really should have died. Like they came the next day and they gave him that adrenaline shot, and he literally didn't fucking respond. It did nothing. <laughs> right? And they're like, oh fuck, and they rushed him to the hospital. And so here's what happens for me. I get a message at like 5:30 in the morning on Monday through Facebook. It's from Mike's mom. It says, "We heard about Mike. We'll be there on Tuesday." And you're like, "Wait, what?" Wait, what? And I pull out my phone and I look and I'm like, holy fuck, I haven't heard from this guy in 10 days. Like I haven't texted him. We haven't been in communication because I was dealing with shit. He was dealing with shit. It was his life. That's how life goes, right, Aaron? Yeah. Isn't that how life goes? Yeah. So I was like, wow. I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck is this? So I message her. She's like, call me at this number. I'm like, okay. So I call her and she's like, yeah, Mike's at the Peter Lougheed Hospital in the ICU. Well, I'm like, holy fuck. I'm thinking, did he try to kill himself? Did he get in a car accident? Like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I... I think he overdosed or something. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, all right. So I tell Crystal and my wife and I get dressed up and I go quick and I go into the ICU and I look and I'm like, whoa. So Mike was, uh, um, he was like a athlete. He was, you know, he was 30 at the time. I think he was a construction worker. He was relatively fit and he was a strong guy. And I'm like looking and there he is like fucking completely helpless totally like obviously not present at all totally passed out and he has like literally like every fuck every machine that they had to keep someone alive he's strapped to it he was on 24 7 dialysis filtering his blood and trying to clean it out because his blood had all kinds of shit in it he had breathing apparatus he had things to like clear stuff out of his lungs he had like just he had all those, you know, monitors and everything strapped to him. And his arm, actually, his one arm, his right arm, because he had laid on that arm for like 18 hours, like totally dead weight, like just uh, out of it, right? So what happened is the muscle fibers, I guess, this is what, what I was told, the muscle fibers or muscle tissues in his arm started to like liquefy. So they got into his bloodstream and he had like too much protein or whatever. So that that's what caused the kidney failure, I think. And then he had uh, aspirated. So he had shit all in his lungs. So he was like, he fucked up. He had like limited of oxygen going to his brain and he should have been dead. Right. So that's why they were like, yeah, he's not going to wake up basically. So anyway, I go in and his arm was literally, literally, and I'm not saying it, like two times the size of the other arm. It was like, what the fuck? And there was actually talk for a while that they were going to remove that arm. That arm almost his right arm almost got removed. It's like, holy fuck. So I say all that to say this, had Mike had the tools and the courage and the space to just say, even dude, I need help. I need your help, man. I need your support. Oh, what's going on, dude? You know what I mean? Just to get fucking really real. This is the shit I'm dealing with. So men, what I'm saying to you is this is how we deal with shit. The reason why there's a hole in your wall or the reason why there's all those empty beer cans or the reason why you're not connected to your wife or you're or you're you don't feel loved or heard or understood is because you try to fucking deal with everything on your own and you're so fucking afraid to look weak that you'd rather die young. So let's get real fellas. Let's put it on the table. You want to have better relationships. You want to be a better steward to your lady. You want to connect with people. You want to be heard and understood and make a difference. It's going to be uncomfortable. And that's all it is. It's uncomfortable. So let's make it real. So here's what I'm committed to and what I'm putting on the table. Um, uh, us here at the gist life, I'm going to just say that because I know David is on board. We're creating uh, a performance night where we're going to have some speakers and some poets and uh, some people share their experience. We're going to have some women. We're going to have some people from different races and cultures share their experience uh, with uh, masculinity and communication and emotions and in life experience and what life is like for them and the breakthroughs they've had and the breakdowns. And we're going to put some real shit on the table and have conversations about it to make a difference for other people. Because I want people to get that, that we're special and you're not special. You're unique and you're completely connected. We are all one and we're individuals. You're not as different as you think you are. 
The suffering that you have are common with other people's suffering. And don't make yourself wrong because you live in North America and you hear people say, oh, you're in the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world just by virtue of being born in North America. Yeah, that might be great. And your situation is relevant to you. So it's okay for you to feel not fulfilled. You don't have to feel feel guilty because you live in America or in Canada or wherever. I get that there is suffering going on. There are things happening in the world. That doesn't mean that it's okay for you to feel shitty. Well, at least I live in Canada. Yeah, well, at least you live in Canada. Great. Now fucking do something with it. Do something with it. You literally have everything that you need. Everything's like been created. Everything's been discovered. Everything's there. So now you, you don't have to suffer. Maybe you work less. That might be a little uncomfortable. Maybe you quit your job. That might be uncomfortable. Maybe you start a business. Maybe you have a conversation. Maybe you leave your church or join a church. Like maybe you go to a personal development program that you're afraid of or been avoiding. You see, you take a new action and you will get a new result. That is as simple as it can get. This is fucking mathematics. Okay. You drink beer every day. You're probably going to be a little out of shape, not feel so good, have less money in your bank account, and you got a bit of a problem on your hands. Okay, so that's like an equation. If you drink less beer, hit the gym, eat better food, talk to people, you're going to get a different result. And guess what? That's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to take something and you're going to want to quit. And uh, I'm not a scientist here, but you have a program in your brain and a paradigm that says this is who you are. This is how you operate. This is how life goes for you. And none of it's real. It's all an illusion. It's all, in a, it's all a program that runs in your brain so that you can feel safe and make sense of your environment and stay as comfortable as possible. That's called hu- being a human being. But we're actually animals and we're actually strong and powerful and we're meant to thrive and create new things. Like we're in a place right now where we're stuck in this fucking paradigm because we're so disconnected from what's going on in the world and we're fucking working our jobs and paying taxes and worrying about all this bullshit that doesn't matter. And we're too afraid to step outside of that and look for something different and new and create something like this. So I think it's completely ridiculous, man, myself, like the, the madness that we go through every day of driving on Deerfoot and fucking being in rush hour and then getting angry. Like people, you're on a fucking treadmill. <laughs> like let's create something new. So that's what we're going to do as a performance night right now. The name of it is non-toxic masculinity. And, um, you know, we're open, but we're looking for speakers. We're looking for sponsorship. We're looking for people who can help us create an event and host it and market it and sell some tickets. And we want to raise some money. What, what I'm out to do is I have a GoFundMe right now. We'll put this in the show notes. Is that cool, Aaron? Uh, I have a GoFundMe right now for Mike because this project is kind of com- combining an opportunity to contribute and make a difference for Mike such that he can get speech therapy and he can get uh, physical therapy and uh, possibly actually get transported across the country back home to New Brunswick so he can be with his family and the support that he actually has out there. And they don't have a lot of money. He doesn't have a lot of money, a lot of aid. So we want to create some income and some resources for him such that he can accelerate his growth and get better so he can get himself on a stage and fucking make a difference for some people. Because I'm totally confident that Mike can live a real life again. He has a second chance and he wants to make the best out of it. And we need some support. We need some help. You know, he doesn't have a lot of visitors. He doesn't have a lot of support and help. But I'll tell you what, man, he's got a fucking positive attitude and he's determined. Always says, I've come a long way, Vern. I've come a long way. He goes, and I'm going to, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm going to get out of here. He's so he's committed. So we want to create a conversation that prevents more people from winding up in a place where Mike is at or divorces or disconnected from their kids. Like these are the things that happen people because we just don't know how to deal with our shit. And then we just would rather be resigned and break down those relationships than get uncomfortable and fucking deal with the issue. So we want to prevent that stuff. That's what we're going to do with our performance night. We're committed to putting these conversations on the table. And it doesn't actually have to be heavy and depressing. This creates access and possibility. That's what this is about. 
So we want to create that event. There's some missing pieces. We need some support. So if you're hearing something here for yourself, something you can own or support with or, or donate or commit to, either to support Mike financially or with some of the therapy and resources he needs that way or travel, or maybe you hear something inside of the performance night and the actual event itself, or you have a message you want to share. I would love to hear from you because I'm committed to creating something with this and I'm really uncomfortable with it, guys. I've actually created projects in the past that were small and didn't really matter and were, were comfortable. This is really uncomfortable for me and I'm really committed to making a difference here and I don't know what to do. I don't know all the pieces. I don't have all the steps and I'm looking for some support, right? To create something for, for other people, for myself, for you to have a voice. That's it. Is there anything else I need to say about that, Aaron? I don't think so. I think that wrapped it up nicely. Was that pretty damn clear? Yeah. Cool. Do you feel something? Is there something there for you? Like if you were at home right now listening to this crazy man speak? Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of being able to take a look at like what you have as a person, whether that be, you know, the financial means, some sort of skill set or something like that that could lend yourself to this event to help out mm -hmm. and just being able to identify that and then be willing to dedicate a little bit of your time or your resources to help out. Yeah. And the thing is too, is this isn't meant to, this is meant actually as an opportunity. It's not like, Hey, guilt trip, step up, help out. It's not like that at all. Cause that's, that's another thing that we do too, isn't it Aaron? Mm -hmm. Like right in the, in the world, it's like, Oh, you, you should do something. No, this is like if you're hearing something and you're connected to it and you think you could make a difference or we could make a difference for you, then we want to hear from you. That's it. So uh, thank Aaron. I just want to really thank you, man, for being here. Uh, I've done this before, but I just for being a part of the team, everything that you do and also being here today, because I'm totally clear that without David and without you actually being here, this podcast wouldn't happen today. And this was cathartic for me. Is that right? Did I use that in the right context? I believe so. Okay, cool. This was cathartic, man. I feel amazing. I feel good. I feel like I've put some things out there, got a little vulnerable. And uh, yeah, I just really want to thank you. This was an interesting and fun experience. And I'm looking forward to sharing this podcast with some people and um, making some magic happen. Episode 56. Episode 56. Of the Just Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we want to hear from you at sayhi at the gist.life. We'll also have that in the show notes. You bet. Take care.